Welcome to Podcast Hackers, the show for podcasters by podcasters. Here, each episode, you'll hear from the best and brightest podcasters and learn how they're growing their audience, monetizing their shows, and making an impact through podcasting. And now, your host, Craig Hewitt. All right, welcome back to another episode of Podcast Hackers. Today, we have on Regina Romeo. Regina, how you doing? Doing very well. How are you? Doing great. Thanks. Uh, so yeah, for folks who don't uh, who don't know you and don't know Office Politics Radio, can you share a little bit about yourself and how you got into podcasting? Sure. Um, I am a human resources expert. I've been in human resources for about the past 20 years. And for almost the past 10 years, I've worked as an HR expert witness. So I've kind of, I guess, saturated myself in human resources. And I always really loved the radio. So when I was little, I would, you know, you listen in your room, um, the top five at nine, you record songs onto your tape recorder off of the radio. So way before you had digital music and all of that, I always really just loved the DJ part of it. So I'm not a singer or performer of any type, but I always really enjoy just the format and just the, the talk radio or the 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 introduction of the songs and the music and things like that. So I would say probably in the last year or so, I was thinking what to do with myself career-wise because I had been in HR for so long. And the idea of podcasting just came to me one day. And I said, you know, I'm going to, I think I'm going to try that. And that was probably, probably like a year and a half ago. And it just was way in the back of my mind. And in the last six months or so, I got asked to do a few different appearances and do an interview on the radio. And then I just thought it was the right time to get started. So I did. Gotcha. That's great. That's great. It's funny that, uh, you've been, you've been kind of thinking about it and working towards this for, for a while. Do you think that that, that helped you kind of actually get started or, or was it that it'd been rolling around in your mind for so long, uh, kind of actually hinder you from getting started? I think it was a little bit of both because for me at the time that I thought about it, what ended up happening is about six months after that, I got another job and I, I moved from Los Angeles back to Northern California. So it wasn't really the time to you know take on a project. And I had no idea what was involved or how to even get started or what to do. So um, probably Christmas of last year, I just ordered some books and tried to you know go online and figure out where to even get started. And even then, you know, it was still not really like clear. Because it's not one of those things where you're surrounded by other people that are doing podcasts necessarily, you know. So what it is for me is it's it's a passion project. And a lot of people do podcasting for a living. So I have a full-time job. And then I wanted to do podcasting on top of that, which is just crazy now that I've done it for a little while and I understand the time commitment. So it was a little bit, you know... You feel a little urgency and then you feel a little hesitation. Then you feel some urgency. Then you feel the hesitation. So you kind of just keep going around in circles to the point where you're just like, let's just do this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I think a lot of people uh, have this hesitation about podcasting in their professional area if they have a a corporate day job. So you work in HR, uh, but you have a, a podcast about office politics in the HR world. How do you kind of reconcile that not being a conflict uh, for, for you, like a conflict between your show and your professional life? Well, I keep them both completely separate. So I don't do a lot of 
anecdotal things, you know, and tell stories about, you know, employees that I've worked with or anything like that. I talk more in general terms because the types of questions that I get about what people want advice about from for my show for the format is just universal. Okay. So I don't even talk about, you know, where I've worked or the name of the companies that I worked for or anything like that. It's really just about the expertise that I've garnered over the years and how that applies to the situation they might be experiencing and whatever, you know, my best advice or best way to direct other people to resources would be. Sure. Sure. And in terms of uh, engaging with your listeners uh, or other people kind of like in your community, because I know you have a blog and everything as well. How do you interact with your, your audience, I guess I'll say, uh, and because they probably have a similar mindset, like, oh, I can't just go to, to Regina on the Internet and ask her questions right. <laughs> about like my sensitive professional stuff. Right. Uh, how, how does that dynamic work? They can email me through my website so it can be completely anonymous. I never use anybody's name on the show or where they're from or anything that is going to be an identifier. So I keep it just, you know, oh, I got a question from a listener and then I just respond accordingly so that there's not any fear about, you know, somebody may possibly figuring out, you know, who it is. Is it, is it somebody that knows me personally? Is it somebody that knows me professionally? You know, and just keep everything as kind of high level as possible, but just get down to the details when it comes to the situation we're talking about. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I, I guess that's really good advice for people who have uh, a podcast that is, uh, that pertains to their professional life. Uh, that you can keep it somewhat generic, a bit anonymous. You can use your own name. Uh, and I think we're seeing a lot of people uh, using podcasting as like a resume building opportunity uh, to where they can say, hey, I have this podcast. It's about my profession, but it obviously doesn't conflict with the work that I do at you know, business XYZ. Right. Uh, and they're really kind of building their, their resume up in that way. Uh, is that kind of how you view your podcast at this point? Absolutely. It, it, it's supplemental, I would say, to what I do professionally. And I just really enjoy doing it. So it's more of a, like I said, like a passion project versus I'm trying to either, you know, push something out or have that be my primary business. So there's a lot of different avenues that people take to podcasting. And for me, it was just a way mostly to give back to people versus it being something that I'm trying to promote. Because yeah. professionally, I've already, you know, been in human resources for forever. And, you know, my, I feel like my resume is sufficient for what I want to do. But in terms of, you know, teaching people or helping people that may be struggling with something, we spend so much time at work and there's not really an avenue that's anonymous sometimes to get an answer. So you may not want to go to your supervisor or your manager or your HR department and say, hey, I'm you know, struggling with this or I have questions about that. And not everybody knows an HR expert. So it's just a way for people to have another resource for getting an answer. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. You mentioned uh, that getting started with the podcast was something that was uh, kind of challenging. And I, unfortunately, we hear this a lot. Uh, and we've we've tried to create as much content as we can around this uh, to, to get people openly and for free and everything. But can you talk about not not just that it's hard to start a podcast, but but how did you end up getting things set up for your podcast in terms of like mics and uh, planning on launching and content strategy and things like that? Well, I'm the type of person where I probably overthink a lot of things that, that end up being relatively simple in the end. But I knew the type of just the experience that I wanted my listeners to have. So I think the first thing that I did was 
I went online and I read what some of the things that people don't like about podcasts and tried to avoid those things. So it was things like um, bad sound or people are eating while they're recording or, you know, chewing gum or talking about a lot of things that aren't related to what their show is about. So I wanted to make sure that I structured everything in a way that's going to be useful and pleasurable for the listener. So then what I wanted to do was to make sure that I was using some quality, you know, products in terms of the recording and just, I figured, you know what, let's just invest in something that's going to be useful. I didn't want to get something too, you know, low end, but really when you look at microphones, you could get one for $10 or you can get one for like $3,000. I was like, well, somewhere in between might work. So you know, I just got one that was kind of, you know, universal that everybody said that they were using and it, it's worked out well. And just making sure that I'm recording in a space that doesn't have a lot of ambient noise and that I could just focus on my voice. I think the biggest thing that I did that was the best thing that I did was that I outsourced my editing because that's what was giving me the most anxiety. I think about getting started because it's a whole other level of expertise. There's a lot of free software out there, but I knew with working full time, there was no way I was going to be able to edit, to record and to edit and to publish everything on the schedule that I wanted to do that. So I have somebody that does the editing for me and I'm thankful for him every day. So Yeah, sure, sure. Where did you find this person? You don't have to give away the secret of who they are, but just generally, how could people find someone? It's really simple. I just went online and I just, you know, looked for services and there's a lot, there are a ton of people out there that do, you know, editing and things like that. So you just, you know, I just contacted him through email and he's a professional composer as it happens. And we just, you know, kind of went back and forth. I told him what I was doing. He's like, I've never done a podcast before, but I'm totally on board to do whatever it is you need. And that took a lot of the that took a lot of the hesitation and anxiety out of it because when I'm recording at first I was thinking, gosh, you know, I have to get as clean a recording as I possibly can. Cause I'm going to have to edit this later. And then when I was trying to do it myself, I'm like, there's no way there's absolutely sure. no yeah. way. So, you know, it was just easier for me to go online, find someone. I sent him my files with some notes about what to, what to do, you know, behind the scenes, he sends it back all clean. And that's that. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I think that really lowers the, lowers the barrier to getting started, right? Because then all you have to do is record. Not all you have to do, because that's kind of complicated, or recruit a guest or whatever. But all of the stuff afterwards that is actually, yeah, it's really complicated to edit audio well. Anybody can do a bad job, I think, but to do right. it really well, is <laughs> yes. it takes skill and experience and patience and a ton of time. So I think it's very savvy to to offload that that biggest barrier to entry for you. That's great. Yeah, and so being able to just, because what, was happening is I would, I would talk and then I'm thinking, okay, well, I got to go back and clip that. So you can do as many takes as you need until it sounds good. But then going back and really down to the 10th of the second, you know, to get everything together. That's not, that's not me. That's not my area. So yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. You mentioned, uh, you did some research on microphones. Uh, I think that's kind of like the biggest question people have in terms of gear is what mic do you use? Uh, what did you end up using, um, for your podcasting mic? Well, uh, I have a friend who's a sound tech, so he told me that a good just get started kind of mic is the Yeti. So I just, you know, went on Amazon and, and looked at the reviews and everything, and it seemed like a lot of people were satisfied with it, and that's what I've been using. So the um, 
I just got it in a, in a vintage color because it kind of goes with the theme of my show. And it's it's been great. So my sound guy said that the sound is good. And he told me how to, you know, play with all the little controls that are on there and adjust the levels and everything. So that's been fine. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, in our experience, that is a, a really high quality mic. And if you're able to adjust the controls on it and be in a, a high quality recording environment, uh, someplace doesn't have ambient noise. Uh, it is a really high quality mic. It's maybe a little less forgiving than some others, but yeah, I think it's a really solid. Right. Way to get started. Yeah. 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 Um, cool. So, you know, we like to, we like to talk about things we all do really well, right? That's one of the themes of the show here is, is something that we do really well. We'd love to hear Regina about something that you think, uh, for your podcast specifically that you do really well. And that has been, uh, kind of like really rewarding for you. I think what I do well is putting the content together, um, one of the things that I looked at in terms of the format of the show before I got started was, you know, how much, how long, what are you going to include? And there's a range. I mean, there's a range. Some podcasters have shows that are five minutes long. Other people have ones that are, you know, two hours long. So I think what I do well is I can break down what some really complex legal statutes are or best practices are for my industry and make it more concise and digestible for the listener. So when you're talking about something that may be like a big, you know, long legal statute of, of, of some type, um, I think I'm able to kind of encapsulate that in less than 30 minutes. So all of my shows are usually 25 probably 25 to 30 minutes. And I just kind of walk the listener through the whole scenario and explain, um, you know, what my top five are for the week and then give them bits that they can digest a lot easier or they can digest more easily than trying to, you know, figure that out themselves. So I think just, just breaking down information into something useful is what I do best. Gotcha. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's, uh, that's a difficult thing for some of us to do. I, I tend to ramble uh, and go off on tangents, so I definitely could use some improvement there. So that's great <laughs> to hear. Um, as you uh, as you were getting started, no doubt uh, there was some some bumps in the road. Uh, what were some things that you did as you were getting started that you learned from that you'd like to pass on to kind of beginner podcasters? I would say just just hold yourself accountable for what you can reasonably do. I think initially I wanted to, you know, have my podcast and a blog and manage all my social media and the email and the everything and publish every week. And that's just not realistic, you know, unless you have a team of folks that are working with you or you have that kind of time to invest. It's for me, you know, like I said, who works full time already, that's just not, that's just <laughs> not going to happen. So rather than stress myself out and think, okay, well, I have to, have to, have to do this, 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 and this, just do what you can with it. I mean, you want to enjoy the process. You want your listeners to feel like they're getting your best output. And you can't do that if you're stressed or wound up about what it is you're doing. So I don't publish every every week. What's been happening is I'll publish probably three three times a month versus four times or five times, depending on how the weeks go. And that's fine. You know, there, there's no podcast police. They're not going to come and arrest you because right. you didn't you know, put out, you know, another week's worth of whatever. But I think my listeners appreciate good content more than frequent content. So as long as the quality is there, the quantity of what you're doing, even if you're publishing every 10 days versus every seven days, that's okay. 
Yeah. That's what, so just, you know, just wrap your mind around it being okay with whatever it is you're doing and don't feel like you have to keep up with someone else's, you know, schedule. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. As you were kind of going through that laundry list of things that you have to have to have to do, how did you how did you approach kind of uh, taking things off of that list so that you got down to just the core of what you what you can manage? I think as you start to go through the process and you you know what you think it is, and then what it actually ends up being, it's like okay, well that's not going to happen, and that's not going to happen, and I don't have time for this. So you start to kind of shuffle your priorities. You know, the most important thing, the thing that I focus on the most is just the content of my show. So even if I was publishing something once a year, I want that one episode to be five stars, Mm. you know, versus, okay, well, let's just send out something that maybe I'm not happy with or it's watered down or it's not my best effort just for the sake of keeping on a certain schedule, because then nobody wants to hear that, you know, so it's better for me to put out something that I feel like, okay, you know what? I put my best work into that. That sounds really good. I'm ready, you know, to hit post on it and be proud of it versus, well, I'm overdoing it and it's not, you know, a quality product that I want to put out for the listeners. Sure. Sure. And you just adjust, you know, as, as you go along because you, you learn more and then it's like, Oh, okay. I thought I would have to do this. I don't have to do that. You know? So you just do the things you, you feel are more important and then move on. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I think that the reason a lot of podcasters fail is they they don't give themselves that leeway to say, if I don't get a podcast out this week, it's okay. And so they just quit after they miss a week or miss two weeks or something. And we've missed, I don't know, I've been podcasting for like three and a half years and I've missed like a month at a time and the world didn't end. Everyone didn't stop listening to my podcast. I mean, I'm sure it's less than ideal because I mean, as a listener, I'm like, okay, every Tuesday, my favorite podcast comes out. I I go and listen to it on when I go for a run every Tuesday. But if they missed a couple of weeks, it's not the end of the world. And I think especially if you tell your listeners in like an episode zero or as an update, say, hey, in order to put out really good content for you every time, this might not come out every week. If we miss a week or two, uh, it's not the end of the world. I'm very sorry in advance, but but we will definitely be back. Uh, and don't think that we've forgotten about you. So I think if you give people that expectation that you will do everything you can to make it a weekly show, but it might not always happen, they'll be totally fine with it. Right. And you may not always hit that mark, even with your best efforts. You know, you're you have to live the rest of your life also, you know. Yeah. So, you know, if things happen and something goes crazy at work, you get sick, somebody in your family gets sick, or you just want to go on vacation or something like that, then you have to kind of adjust your priorities for that time. So for me, it's been consistent, but not on a set schedule. So, you know, the content's coming out and I feel like it's good when it gets there, but it's also not, you know, Wednesday morning at eight o'clock, you're going to have a new episode, you know, that would be lovely, but you know, I don't, I don't have a team behind the scenes. So yeah, no, that's fantastic. That's fantastic for, for folks who are just getting started. Is there anything else you want to offer as advice uh, for people kind of like to, to help them get, get going? So I feel like that's something that you've really done well and maybe overcome uh, to get where you are. I, I would say to just get started, you know, you can talk yourself out of a million different things and don't expect it to be, you know, something that necessarily sets the world on fire, you know, in the first five minutes of your first episode, you know, it's, you have to play the long game. So you, 
talk to your friends and family and have them support you, of course, and have them, you know, like and share and everything else on social media. But just keep in mind why you're doing it. You know, are you doing it to put information out for people to be able to express yourself, you know, artistically? Are you doing it to help yourself professionally? And let that be your goal. So if you don't have, you know, 10,000 downloads in the first week, it's not the end of the world. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day is what, you know, I always keep saying, and you just have to stick with it. You know, I keep doing it because I really enjoy it. Then the feedback that I get from the episodes is that it's really helpful for my listeners. So for me, it's not about, you know, having some worldwide audience necessarily, because I just got started a couple months ago, it may end up there, but I know that it's not going to be there, you know, in the first, you know, eight or 10 episodes. So just give yourself a break. Don't feel pressure to, you know, like I said, set the world on fire with, with every episode that you're doing or every, every time you publish something, but put it out there for who needs to hear it. And then eventually it will become whatever it needs to be. Sure. Sure. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, Regina, thanks so much for being on the show today for folks who want to learn more about you and your podcast. Where can they go to, uh, to learn more about you? They can go to officepoliticsradio.com and it has a little about feature to talk a little bit about me. And then you can listen to all the episodes of my podcast as well as read my blog. And my website has links to my Facebook page and LinkedIn and Instagram. And you can also download from iTunes and Google. Awesome. Awesome. Regina, thanks so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to another episode of Podcast Hackers. If you liked what you heard today, please head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review. This goes a long way towards helping spread the word about the show to other podcasters just like you. Until next time, happy podcasting.